Coming up next, it's the Magnuson Park Gallery Exchange, an opportunity to hear directly from artists and those in the arts community. Learn what really inspires and motivates the creative work shown in the Magnuson Park Gallery. Hi, this is Cherico Summers, and I'm a volunteer at Magnuson Park Gallery, which can be found on the second floor of Building 30 West, right in the heart of Magnuson Park. In case you didn't know, besides our art gallery, our Building 30 houses several artist studios, where local artists can design and create. So generally, at the end of the year, we celebrate this community of artists by showcasing their different styles and talents, which is currently on display. Today, I'm happy to be sitting here next to one of these studio artists, Jim Pridgen, who is a photographer and a sculpture artist whose public works can be found throughout the city. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. Jim, I read somewhere that you were one of the original artists that had a studio when it was, um, there were studios in Building 11 in Magnuson Park, and you helped organize the concept of this artist's community in Building 30. Can you tell us why this was important to you? Well, most of the credit for that goes to Perry Lynch, who was convening the artists in Building 11. I helped in, in whatever way I could, but the spearheading of it was hers. And the, the reason for doing it, in addition to my individual space and the space for other people to do their work in Building 11 and eventually in Building 30, was that there aren't a lot of resources in the northeast portion of Seattle. There's the Henry Gallery, there's uh, Jack Straw Productions and Gallery, but beyond that, if you look from the Ship Canal northward and from I-5 eastward, there are really not a lot of venues. So that's why Building 30 is important, that's why Magnuson Park is important, and the artists are, of course, important. That's good. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to make art? Um, I have no formal training in the arts. I have a lot of interest in the visual landscape around us. I spent a lot of time as a, a child um, on Highway 66, Route 66, between San Diego, California, uh, Tucson up to Flagstaff, Flagstaff across to Oklahoma City, where my grandparents lived. They had had a thousand-acre ranch, a uh, cattle ranch, in northwest, northeastern Oklahoma, I'm sorry, northwestern Oklahoma, and had lost it during the Depression and the Dust Bowl. And my grandfather had become, after he recovered um, from having dust pneumonia, um, recovered to the point where he could be a manual laborer, a junk man, a hauler, a small-time construction and demolition sort of person. And in the summers when we would visit, uh, I would go out with him and the crews that he would pick up and do everything from cut yards to small-scale construction and hauling. And I always admired him. I always thought whatever he brought home was very, very interesting. And that's just kind of stuck with me. The travels through the Southwest were also formative because you encounter these enormous landscapes. And there is really nothing else like the Southwest and the Midwest for that type of scope and scale. We have wonderful landscapes here of mountains and, and such, but the sense of an endless horizon and geographical, geological formations is not quite the same. So I was really attracted to that. 
And that's informed the scale of my work over the years. I have done uh, very large uh, found object installations in museums mostly. And now I work on smaller pieces. But the sense of scale is really important to my work. And that's where it comes from. Yes. Okay. Um, which works or contributions to the art community do you find that are most meaningful to you? Well, first, I think just being a part of the continuum of artists' work for the last several hundred thousand years is really important. I mean, you're just part of a process. You're, you're a part of what I feel is a genetically involved uh, behavior that's critical to our species and our survival and our success. So that overview is one thing. Within that, um, I'm happy with the large pieces that I've done. Um, the, the work, uh, Angie's Umbrella, which is named for my mother, which is down in Belltown that Benson Shaw and I did together, is one that a lot of people have seen. I'm very happy with the, the large installations I've done, um, one at the Seattle Art Museum some uh, years back, and also in other cities in the West, um, one in New York City, but mostly in the West Coast. Um, I'm also very pleased with the administrative work I've done over the years. I was a member of the Washington State Arts mm -hmm. Commission for a while, uh, the Western States Arts Federation representative from Washington State for a while. And again, I think these are things that are a part of a continuum where you um, assist for a while, move on, other people come in and assist for a while, but the main thing is to keep the entity going, and that's, um, that's something I've done. I'm also interested in and proud of the work I've done in art, science, and technology. Um, I was one of the first artists to make proposals to NASA around uh, low-Earth wow. orbiting sculpture. I um, was the first artist to get a grant from NASA to study artists' interest in space. Um, and uh, I was one of the first artists and possibly the only artist to ever get a uh, launch vehicle from the Soviet Union back in 1990 for the Seattle Goodwill Games. I had a project to launch a low-Earth orbiting satellite that could be seen from the ground and would have been seen by about a billion people. But unfortunately, I was unable to raise the last bit of the funds. This was before the Internet, before mm -hmm. GoFundMe and crowdsourced yeah. <laughs> kind of funding. So I think today it might have worked, but back at that time it was not possible to do it. Um, what else? I think that's enough. Yeah, no, um, you've done so much work, but I, I, I'm wondering, like you were mentioning that you haven't been formally um, trained as an artist. It, it didn't seem to hold you back at all. Well, it's, you know, it's sort of a blessing and sort of a curse at the same time. I don't have the vocabulary that a lot of my contemporaries have. Mm -hmm. I don't have the network, the connections, the sense of community that a lot of my contemporaries have. And that's a shortcoming. I think that that's very valuable. Plus the technical skills that people amass during BFA and MFA type programs. So that's, that's something I don't have, and, and uh, unfortunately it's unlikely I'll really pick up. Um, but on the other hand, um, most of my work is quite novel, and mm -hmm. I think that that comes from having gone through university as an English literature major and being quite interested in metaphor and quite interested in pictures of a different type, so word pictures often. Um, I, I see less distinction between fields 
I, I see continuities between uh, music and language and visual arts um, that aren't constrained by the kind of departmentalization, compartmentalization that you sometimes find in uh, university-type settings. So that's the benefit side. Um, I wish I could draw. <laughs> oh. But even straight lines are beyond me. Well, it seems like it hasn't stopped you at all. Um, Thank you. So what is the, what's next on the horizon for you? I think I'm going to go more toward photography, video works, uh, making smaller works, um, and presenting them as photographs and, and maybe finding some sort of online outlet for them. Essentially big maquettes for uh, future works. Um, I'm, I'm well into my senior years, and uh, to do the kind of heave-ho material and to ask all my friends to help um, I think is a bit much now. So, you know, I, I need help. Um, anyone that knows me will tell you that. The, um, the thing is, though, that there are many other newer ways of doing things than how I used to do them. And I, I don't necessarily need to be lifting and carrying and hunting for and finding and transporting a lot of these found objects. I mean, some of these shows that I used to do would, would arrive in one or two semis and would weigh wow. 10 to 50 tons. So, you know, and have crews of between 10 and 40 people working on them. So that, unless there's a huge budget involved, that type of effort is a bit beyond me right now. But, you know, the, the, the camera, the video, uh, etc. is probably something that it will allow me to continue, I suppose. That's well, a way to say it. Okay. Well, we're, we're looking forward to seeing it all. Thank you. Jim, thank you so much for coming in. Um, I could talk to you all day about all your experiences. Um, thank you for all your information about the start of the studio and your artwork. Thank you very much. Please come and see our Small Works exhibit, which is going on until December 30th. Our gallery is open um, generally 11 to 3 on Thursdays and Fridays, and Saturdays from noon to 3. We also are having a special reception at the gallery December 10th from 4 to 6, so it's a fun way to mingle with artists, with, res with refreshments. Um, we hope to see you there. Thanks. You've been listening to the Magnuson Park Gallery Exchange, a periodic series focused on the artists and the arts community showing at the Magnuson Park Gallery. Mm -hmm.